Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. It was potentially a catastrophic mistake. And I want to hear your reaction tonight because the world has been reacting since President Biden's, what I thought was a dismal press conference yesterday. It was meandering. It was all over the place. He didn't seem, you know, coherent at certain points. It was like, No, yes, he was belligerent at certain points, I also felt, very obstinate at certain points. And beyond everything, there is one statement, well, there's a couple, but there's one in particular that is really making a lot of headlines and causing many people around the world, including many of our allies around the world, to be extremely, extremely nervous. And it goes to Biden's comment about Maybe a minor incursion into, you know, by Russia into Ukraine isn't so bad. Maybe just a little skirmish, just kind of crossing over and doing a little bit of invading isn't so bad, essentially. Well, Ukraine has just gone crazy in the last 24 hours since that press conference. They have been out saying, what do you mean? What is a minor incursion? Would you want to have a minor incursion? into the United States of America. Is that okay? And then in addition to that, other world leaders have been deeply troubled because they felt that this showed a sign of weakness, that this showed a sign of America thinking last, basically casting aside Ukraine and also everybody in Europe essentially saying, looking at the history there too. And they just couldn't believe that basically President Biden said out loud probably what he has in private, what he has said with his advisors in private. That's what I always feel like with him. When I listen to him, I feel like he is a guy with sort of no filters and just sort of says whatever they're talking about in private. Like sometimes when he comes out and says, you know, uh, oh, they told me I shouldn't be answering questions or am I okay to answer a question to you? You know, they, it's probably part of a discussion that he and his advisors or Jen Psaki basically telling him, don't take questions, Mr. President, or don't go here. And then he sort of says it out loud. But you know what? He came out with this statement yesterday that has now basically put the world on edge. They are deeply concerned And for a lot of different reasons, not just about Russia, Ukraine, which is a hotbed and a very contentious, very serious issue, but not just that, but it basically signals a message to the world, everybody, that this president is weak and that they will allow 
dictators and others to take at least a few inches. Maybe they're going to go a few miles. He basically greenlit any incursion into Ukraine, especially if it's, quote, a minor incursion. Again, would you want a minor incursion into America? You could maybe make the case we're seeing it every day on our southern border. But would you want to have a, quote, minor incursion of the Nazis in America in World War II? You know, would you want to have a minor incursion now of some North Koreans coming in suddenly into America and kind of wonder, well, what are they doing here? Why are they coming here with ships and arms? And what's a minor incursion? And that's why the world is so on edge. And I absolutely think that this was disastrous for America's standing in the world, its perception in the world. And I think it was disastrous for this president because there has been a clear message throughout that this president has not been tough enough on those to wish to do us harm. He seems to give us a green light to illegal immigrants. But yet when it comes time for moments for him to act tough, when he's talking to China, seems to give them a free pass. When he's talking to Putin, seems to give him a fairly free pass. He gave him a green light yesterday. And I, as an American who loves this country, I'm also the daughter of a Polish resistance fighter, so we know what Russia can do. I've told you about my father fighting in World War II, and he remembers literally when they were going in in the famous Warsaw Uprising. There they are fighting with everything they had. And here it is. It's August. It's 1944. They're going in with everything they've got, thinking the Russians are are basically going to be on their side. And what happened? The Russians were sitting on the other side of the riverbed, my father remembers, sipping tea while him and his brethren were basically being slaughtered, young women and girls fighting for everything they had for freedom. So we know the history of Russia in Eastern Europe. We know how much Russia would love any piece of Ukraine for Putin's propaganda to go out there and say, hey, this is what I got. You know that this would be a big coup for him domestically and to be able to puff his chest and take his shirt off and ride on his horse and say, hey, look what I got. I got a little piece of Ukraine. And this American president just said, yeah, I could do a minor incursion. Oh, sorry. Those tanks that are outside and All those troops that are amassed there now, hundreds of thousands of them amassed, by the way. Oh, yeah, not to worry about that. That is essentially, that's a minor incursion. That's nothing for you to worry about. Don't worry about that whatsoever. That's just a little tiny minor incursion. Those airplanes that are coming in, dropping troops, paramilitary coming in, that's just a minor incursion. Not to worry whatsoever. I mean, to me, I think this is disastrous for U.S. standing, and I think it's also disastrous for the Biden presidency. And this is exactly why so many Americans and some new polls that have come out basically feel that Biden is so weak and that this will absolutely hurt the Democratic Party. They firmly, firmly believe in the midterms, which are, by the way, just a few months away. And I can't believe he's only been in office a year. And think about all the damage that has been created, not just from his words yesterday, but when you think about the border and Afghanistan and so many things. And our allies are going, huh? You pulled out troops so quickly out of Afghanistan. You left allies and Americans high and dry. And now here we are. And you're telling 
Russia, oh, basically, we would allow a minor incursion. I think it is outrageous. And I want to take your calls on that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. By the way, we have an awesome show tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about this. And then in the next hour, we are going to be talking about transgender athletes, particularly those who are competing in female sports. And we have a blockbuster guest on tonight coming up at about 1030 here on The Rita Cosby Show. We have Caitlyn Jenner, U.S. Olympian, and also, of course, a transgender individual. And she is going to talk about her thoughts about now the NCAA basically punting, basically saying, you know, we're going to let each sport decide what they want to do, um, and basically acquiescing, if you will, in many ways to transgender athletes. And I can't wait to get your take on that. And I also can't wait to hear from Caitlyn Jenner again, who's going to be joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show just about 1130 or so. So you definitely want to stick with us for that in a little over an hour here on the show. Meantime, the White House doing major, major damage control after this statement by President Joe Biden that the world just dropped its jaws. I sure did. And I'm sure you did as well. Take a listen. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine and that our allies and partners are ready to impose severe costs and significant harm on Russia and the Russian economy. Yeah, does that sound like a guy with any force? Does that sound like a guy who Putin should be worried about? That sounds like a green light to go ahead and invade, and if it's, quote, a minor incursion, we're basically going to turn a blind eye. He has indeed given Putin a green light. So much so that the world has been freaking out today after that comment by President Biden. And here is Ukraine's foreign minister talking about that because this is absolutely frightening. Imagine if you're Ukraine and you're worried. You see the Russian troops amassing right there on the border. You see also the planes amassing. And then you hear the American president say, a minor incursion, no big deal. Here is what Ukraine said today. I One can't be half invaded or half aggressive. Aggression is either there or not. We can say as a concrete fact that the aggression of the Russian Federation against the state of Ukraine has been going on since 2014. Wow. One can't be half invaded. Can you imagine? Oh, no, no, no. We only just, all those planes coming in, that's just a half invasion. We just kind of half hit you. Can you imagine? 1-800-848-9222. Let's look, go to Robert in Philadelphia. Robert, your thoughts about this. Go ahead. How are you doing tonight, Rita? I'm good, but you know what? I am really concerned. And you know what's interesting, Robert? When I heard Biden make those remarks, right away I went, did he just say what I think he did, that it's okay? What what was your reaction? He went off script. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. You're I, I, actually, you know, Robert, by the way, you are exactly right. He went off script, and I think he relayed what he discusses privately with his advisors. I think that that's what their, their, their kind of red line is, and you're not, you know, you're not supposed to telegraph it to the world, but he did. There's something more troubling about at play here, Rita. Now, you've done a lot of press conferences in your career, right? Yes, yes, many. Do they, do they ever have pictures and names of reporters that they're supposed to call on? Sometimes they do. Sometimes. Do Put it this ever, way. You're they, a, 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 capable, a capable president would not have to have it so organized. They may say, hey, listen, you know, maybe you go to these two or three first because they've been here for the longest, but then the rest of them you just kind of call in as you see fit. Clearly with President Biden, and, everything is orchestrated. And looking at notes to answer questions that he's not supposed to know are being asked. This stinks to high heaven to me. This, I'm, I'm afraid this was a staged press conference with the cooperation of the mainstream media. I'm not saying that. I'm not giving the conspiracy theory. But I've been looking at some of the things that are coming up, and that's alarming to me. I mean, you have a, a mainstream media that is proactively working to refine the message for a president. Would they do that for Trump? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. By the way, you know what's interesting, Robert? You bring up a great point because he seemed to be ready to answer certain things. A lot of people are talking about the comment he made about Sununu, Governor Sununu. Um, You know, he he seemed very prepared, although I would have expected, like anybody – Worth, you know, with, you know, with a with even a minor IQ would have figured out that they're probably going to ask some of these questions or some of them are logical. You know, he'll get briefed ahead of time and they'll say, hey, I'm sure you're probably going to be asked about this area, this area, this area. Here's a good comeback. Here's a good comeback. But I you're right. In many ways, he looked down a lot more than the average president. So there's something to that. You may be onto something right there, Robert. Two, the other thing is the press. There were a few tougher questions clearly at the end of the press conference but the beginning of the press conference was like soft 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 it was like you know soft ice cream you know um it was like gelato through and through and i could not believe that a single one did not ask him about crime i mean there's a lot of like i'm sitting there crime is attacking this country and the soft on criminal approach nobody asked about that that to me was really really Stunning. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. First of all, what do you think of this minor incursion and how disastrous is it to foreign policy? And do you agree with Robert that maybe a lot of this was staged, that President Biden had a lot of it scripted out and maybe even knew exactly who to call and maybe even what they were going to ask, or at least the areas? 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. And baby, baby, it looks like a real mess that Biden created by that press conference. So much so when he referred to maybe a minor incursion by Russia. It's not such a big deal if they do something minor into Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. He just gave a dictator a green light. And his press conference was so bad that Van Jones, the liberal commentator on CNN, had this to say. 
that's that's the one time that you don't want to give any a fuzzy, foggy, let me tell you a long story answer, uh, clear and direct. Uh, they are a team. He's staying together. Um, they're going to they're going to fight uh, forward. Um, and look, I think that part of the reason that answer stood out so much is because some of the other answers were kind of foggy and meandering. I think you just have to be honest that you can be a, a foggy, meandering a president, say like Reagan near the end, if you're winning. But if you're foggy and meandering on key questions and you're also not winning, uh, then you've got a real problem. And so I think the real challenge that you have is the numbers are out there that are bad. But this party has got to come together and start putting some wins on the board for this president. Uh, they, they, they either got to start. They're going to either hang together or they're going to hang separately in the fall. Or they're going to all fall in the fall, my goodness, and go down with the ship. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Mike in Manhattan. Mike, your thoughts. How are you doing, Rita? I'm good. Yeah, you know, this, yeah, this reminds me when uh, Amico BP found oil in southern Sudan and the United States were partners with China and they killed uh, uh, over a million people, a Christian million, they found it under a Christian section. So and we were buying all the stocks from that. When Bush got in, he stopped the stocks. Well, I think this is almost the same deal. I think uh, Biden's got a uh, – he's a silent partner. I think he already spoke to Putin. He uh, so Biden wants a kickback. It's almost like that movie, Kelly's Heroes, where they told a German in the, in the tank, point your gun at the bank, and we're going to split the loot. Oh, that's interesting. On. You know what's interesting, Mike? So if that were the case – then what x percent would go to the big guy and then we could have like hunter who is supposed to be the smartest guy that joe knows running the ship you know so maybe it could be hunter's new uh, business venture because it seems to have ventures in all the corrupt places that's been the history of it all mike thanks so much for the call we're going to continue with your calls everybody 1-800-848-9222 it's the rita cosby show Show presents Back to Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a woman threatening to jump from an overpass in a heavy Interstate 690 traffic in Syracuse, New York, was pulled from the ledge by a great Syracuse police officer. Officers and Syracuse firefighters were called to an overpass bridge just after 7 p.m. for a report of a person in crisis. They found a 23-year-old woman who was found standing on the ledge of an overpass bridge. And it appeared that she intended to jump right into the heavy traffic below. So Officer Sarah Hassett began speaking to the woman and could see that the woman was really in emotional distress. Hassett spoke to her for several moments and also continued talking to her, trying to calm her down. And at one point during the interaction, Officer Hassett reached out her hand and luckily pulled the woman off the ledge and back to safety. The woman was taken to a local hospital. She's getting mental health evaluations, but is said to be doing okay. Thanks to the great discussion and efforts by Officer Sarah Hassett. And we always love hearing these great stories about our men and women in blue. Well, boy, there's a lot to be blue about when you listen to President Biden's press conference yesterday. The world has just been stunned by his basic comment about, go ahead, Russia. I'll green light if you want to do something kind of minor. Take a listen. This is the statement that everybody around the world is talking about. 
And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine and that our allies and partners are ready to impose severe cost and significant harm on Russia and the Russian economy. But if it's a minor incursion, no big deal. And General Jack Keane, Fox News military analyst, couldn't believe it. He was stunned, and he said this sends a disastrous message to the world. Certainly, the, the countries in the region, Ukraine in particular, they all have some concerns about America's steadfastness. You know, certainly after walking away from our 20-year ally in Afghanistan and surrendering the country uh, to the Taliban, it has likely a lot to do with why Putin has taken this action uh, to begin with. So when you make a statement like that, even though you walk it back, the reality is it's created doubt, <laughs> doubt in the minds of our allies, the Ukrainians and the people in the region. And certainly, as you mentioned, Putin, it gives him some sense of where is really Biden? Yeah, it's frightening. He basically said, this is what we are thinking. And clean up on aisle seven. Joe Biden tried to kind of clean it up today and he was meandering. And also Kamala Harris was on the Today Show trying to clean it up. Take a listen to that. It is less than clear because 30 minutes after the news conference, the White House press secretary had to actually clarify the president's remarks. Savannah, I'm being clear with you right now. Yes. Okay. And and, and so if you're interested, I'll continue to be clear, which is that we we have had direct conversations through various levels of diplomacy with Putin, with Russia, and most importantly, with our allies and partners including our NATO allies and partners. We are clear and have been clear for quite some time that our first approach and priority and, 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 and preference is that these issues could be resolved diplomatically. We have also been clear and continue to be clear that if Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with severe costs. Uh, yeah, let me be clear. Boy, she was getting angry. The whole world is confused and troubled by his statements. And Kamala Harris is defensive that she's getting asked the questions. I think the worst vice president we have seen, and especially in terms of communication, and I think in modern times. I mean, it, it is astounding how poor that that's you're in trouble if you're sending her out to try to do the cleanup work. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael in Nutley, New Jersey. Michael, your thoughts about all this? Here are my thoughts, Rita. There's a PSA to all Ukrainian-Americans. If Russia invades Ukraine and some of your family members get killed in that action, don't just blame Putin. Seek your vengeance at our White House, because that's where it could have ended, but it's starting. Our president, I hate to call him our president, this Democrat is putting the free world in danger. I cannot believe these Democrats voted this guy in. You get what you voted for. And now that we're all on the same ship. This ship is sinking. And, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to save this country. But the thing is, we American citizens, we got to stand up to this White House. 
and this president and Kamala and Chuck Schumer and the rest of these Democrats because they're endangering not just every American citizen's lives with their open borders, public policies, but their international uh, international public policies. Oh, yeah. And and Michael? Korea firing missiles again? What about Afghanistan, Michael? What about about leaving the Taliban in control of Afghanistan and with weaponized, now weaponized? Yeah, giving them an airport that costs $83 billion of our tax dollars. And not only that, if once Russia invades Ukraine, you know China's going to go for Taiwan. You yes. know it. We oh, all know it. No question. And by the way, I'm sure that China and Putin are like, I bet you they called up each other. Can you believe what that guy said? Isn't that great? You know, like, you no, know, I mean, no, they were, no. they're laughing all the way to the bank, sadly, for us. Rita, I'd like to mention this also. Um, some other broadcaster brought this up, and it was an idea. Um, this thing with Russia, you know, uh, maybe I can mention his name, a guy named Charlie Kirk. He mentioned this. What this administration should do is maybe contact the Russians and not make any concessions to them over Ukraine, period. But the biggest threat to the Russians and us Americans is China. No question. No question. The problem is we are dealing with China. We're dealing with Russia. And we have sent now a signal. We've already sent a very weak signal, I think, to Putin prior to this in conversations with with Joe Biden. And we've sent a very weak signal to the Chinese, Michael. So between the two of them, um, we're in just we are now basically greenlit both of them to kind of step all over us. And that really saddens me and it breaks my heart. Um, you know, for Ukraine. And as you talk about for Ukrainian Americans, it's just it is heartbreaking. And it sends a signal that America is weak and will allow some, you know, some limited activity. When you have dictators, it's like you have a bully in the schoolyard. Guess what you got to do? You got to say to the bully, hey, you know what, if you try to even try to take a swing at that guy, we're going to all jump up, you know, go, go all over you and punch you out. You know, uh, not like if you only give him a black eye, are we going to punch you out? We're going to punch you out if you try to take a swing. And guess what? That's what you have to do when you have somebody like a bully like Putin. And he has just allowed that bully to walk all over us. And it breaks my heart. It's the worst thing for America. I love this country. And I want us to look strong and safe and secure. And what he did was disastrous. Um, let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yes, the idea that Russia could help us against China is crazy. Russia and China are partners. Both Russia and China are working together. Oh, yeah. They train, listen, they train people from Antifa. They train the leaders of Democratic Socialist America. Russia is republishing old Soviet publications, and they're doing it jointly with the American Communist Party. It's in their own newspaper. They got us from all ends. We are in a serious problem. Well, that's why you need a strong president, just to, right. exactly to your point. That's even more so because you have these characters and this partnership that's there. You're absolutely right. Jimmy, thank you very much. Let's go to Michael in Brooklyn. Michael, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Love your show. Love your common sense approach to current events. Thank you, Michael. I learned tonight that your father was a Holocaust survivor and took part in one of the gutsiest uprisings against the Germans, which is Thank you. And actually, actually, my father's Polish Catholic and grew up right outside the Warsaw Ghetto, fought in the Warsaw Uprising, which was the year after the Ghetto Uprising. 
um, but saw, you know, tried to help those in the ghetto, those outside, and then had his own uprising. And to me, you know, I, I that's who I am, and that's why I've always believed in fighting against evil, because my father saw yeah. it firsthand. Right. You had a great role model. Thank to you. Thank you. To my point, um, if in President Biden's mind, whatever is left in it, a small incursion, a minor incursion is no big deal. I want to understand what is the whole fuss about January 6th? Wasn't it just a minor incursion? Yeah. You know, you know what? That's why, Michael, they are playing such politics with everything tied to January 6th. You know, they're just trying to do, I think, in so many ways, what can they do? I, when I when people bring up January 6th, I didn't like when I saw, you know, people storming the Capitol and doing all those things. But what I also hate are hypocrites. And here are these people that were out there funding the bail of the rioters who were protesting all over America in the summer of 2020. You know, they were in Brooklyn. They were all over the country. They were in the, uh, the streets all over the country. And yet those people were doing nothing to condemn those activities. And then suddenly when it's their house, they have a problem because, you know, oh, it's Trump supporters. So now we're going to go after them. But let's forget about those hundreds upon hundreds of riots that took place in the summer of 2020 where so many people were injured. So many people were killed. They don't say a thing about that. And, you know, and what those weren't even those weren't even called, quote, minor incursions by them. It's like as if they never happened. Like that to me, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because they make it sound like that was the end of the earth, you know, um, and yet you look at what happened in the summer of 2020 and they are blowing certain things way out of proportion and trying to, you know, basically erase all the other ones. It's shameful. It is shameful. Let's go to Carol in New Jersey. Carol, your thoughts about this. Go ahead, Carol. Oh, Rita, you know, I'm Catholic also and a lot of people that's why I'm glad that you speak about your father. A lot of people don't realize that many Catholics were interred in concentration camps who were trying to help the Jewish people. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, Carol, my father got, my father was captured, but my father, as you know, was a prisoner of war. But had my father been caught early on in the war, a lot of his buddies from his unit were taken to camps. A number of them were taken to Auschwitz. In fact, Auschwitz originally was for Polish resistance fighters and other dissidents. And then they eventually turned it, you know, uh, into a you know, Jewish concentration camp. But there were a lot of others as well. Um, and people don't realize that the, the sacrifice of, of the Polish Catholic and, of course, you know, Polish Jews, there were so many heroes, you know, at that time in World War II fighting for whatever they could against pure evil. And that's why I feel so strongly, everybody, of making sure that evil is kept in check. You know, if there was a, a Neville Chamberlain right now, I would be outraged. And I am a little concerned at some of the statements from other people who discount, you know, uh, Russia and discount evil around the world and discount even the Taliban. Remember, even Biden was making, oh, Taliban, don't worry about it. And then, you know, right away we hear about their beheadings and shootings. I mean, there's some really evil characters out there in the world and you can't give them an inch. And unfortunately, Biden gave them a yardstick yesterday, and that is really frightening. And that's why I feel so strongly about that. Carol, thank you. Let's go to Andrew from New Jersey. Andrew, your thoughts real quick, Andrew. Your father's book was excellent. I recommend it. Thank you, Andrew. And, thank uh, you. And by the way, also, it, to me, it's a, it's a love story. It's a tribute to America, Andrew, you know. I also bought a second copy and gave it to, speaking of the Holocaust, to a professor that studies and documents uh, 
our, you know, archives for the federal government. Oh, well, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. And that's why it's so it's so important to understand the, you know, Russia and the mindset of Russia. Real quick, Andrew, I just want to make sure I get your points in there, my friend. It sounds crazy, but uh, Stan from Forest Hills will be happy. I sound like him. What Biden said, I actually agree with him that if it's something minor, I don't think we should have our troops go in there and go in combat and die. So I think what he said, it was like saying the quiet part out loud. Like he, I think he, (laughs) I think you hit it on the head that that's what his guys behind closed doors are saying, but you never telegraph that to your enemy. You know, even if in his mind, okay, we'll just allow something small, um, you know, but publicly you can never send that message to Putin and privately you can't send it to Putin. And I do agree that that's probably what the Biden strategy has been. Just like you said, it was like the quiet part that they talk about in private meetings. I bet you him and his guys, I'm not surprised to hear that they would allow a minor incursion. That sounds like Biden's philosophy on life in general, that he would allow it. But the fact that he would ever telegraph that in a private or public discussion with a dictator is shameful and it's dangerous for America. We're going to continue, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Reaction coming from around the globe after President Biden, I think, made a massive mistake saying that, oh, if there's a minor incursion, you know, into Ukraine by Russia, no big deal. No worries. It was so bad that even Joe Scarborough on MSNBC on Morning Joe was blasting Biden. That's a rarity. Take a listen. Incursion. Uh, there is separation among the NATO allies and, and ourselves on Russia. There was separation because of the way we got out of Afghanistan. So, again, yeah. here's the problem. Biden seen as weak from Russia, China and our allies on Afghanistan. Uh, if he is seen as being weak on Ukraine, we will be back here six months from now talking about that minor incursion into Taiwan. The whole world is watching. Uh, Afghanistan set a poor precedent for Joe Biden, fair or not. But Putin and she and our NATO allies are not debating that right now. Mm -hmm. They see Joe Biden as weak. Yesterday's press conference did not help. They cleaned it up afterwards. And if you're Vladimir Putin, you pay attention to the cleanup. You really do. Because there are dire consequences if he doesn't pay attention to the cleanup. But our NATO allies... Left wondering yet again, is the United States going to waffle? You know, it's bad when Joe Scarborough is mocking Biden. And he's absolutely right, because after Afghanistan, we left them high and dry. And now suddenly here we're basically saying to Putin, oh, no big deal not to worry about it. Don't worry. A little minor incursion is not going to be a problem. In Putin's world, 
What is he thinking? You know, it's going to be, uh, what, World War Two, Or, oh, no, we'll just take over Poland. We're not going to take all over Eastern Europe. Let's just take over Poland. That'll be a minor incursion. That's probably Putin's mind. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Sadly, we have seen this show before, and that's why bad actors need to be put in line. The other reason is, Over 125,000 Russian soldiers are right by the Ukrainian border. By the way, 50 miles right now from the capital of Kiev in Ukraine. I've been to uh, Ukraine. I was in Lviv, um, which is basically in southern Poland. It used to be Poland. Remember, the borders have changed so much. So I can tell you my friends in Poland are very concerned. My friends in Ukraine are freaked out after these comments from last night. By the way, also... Russia also has fixed-wing aircraft basically standing by, ready to be on high alert. Sure sounds like somebody is preparing for something that's a minor-slash-major incursion. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. John, what do you think about this? And, you know, when you hear these numbers, you it, it, Putin's like, oh, don't worry, I'm already getting them ready. You know, he's basically like, you know, now he basically uh, basically handed him the silver spoon to do it. Well, um, I lived in um, Russia for uh, twice, uh, for two visas, 30 days. I also lived in Lviv, like you did, for a while. And um, I'm thinking that we need to tell Joe Biden, I like the Russian people very much, more than almost any other country. They were wonderful. However... You have a faction there that is um, uh, aggressive, and uh, we need to send in some into the Ukraine some A-10s, which are anti-tank uh, aircraft. Um, they eat up tanks. Uh, they're called warthogs. We need to send in some shoulder-fired missiles, uh, um, ground-to-air missiles uh, for these uh, tactical aircraft that you're talking about. Um you know, the like problem to- is, you know, the thing is, and John, I hear you and I agree with you, but I don't see it happening with this guy. I see this guy and I'm talking about our president. I see him now after this message and, you know, prior to standing back, I see him waffling. I see him panicking and I see him clearly sending a message that is saying, go ahead and do whatever you want. And then we're going to try to sort of figure out what to do. I think it is dangerous for America and dangerous for the world. When we come back, some more dangerous, crazy comments from President Biden about election integrity. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And my jaw dropped on the floor yesterday when I was listening and watching President Biden. And boy, what a bunch of hogwash today, because here is actor Tom Hanks, who, by the way, I think is an amazing actor. I love Tom Hanks. He's such an incredible, incredible actor. Uh, but Tom Hanks was trying to put the spin job basically to say, what a wonderful, great first year this president has had. I feel like, is he watching What the rest of us are watching, even independents in a brand new poll, are basically saying overwhelmingly more than three to one do not want Biden to run for reelection. 
even though he was asked about it yesterday, and he sort of sounded like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely running, and Kamala Harris is definitely going to be my vice president. Um, I don't know if anybody really thinks either one of those is going to happen in 2024. He could barely make it through the press conference without now calling basically an international incident with his comments about Ukraine and Russia and also his comments about election integrity. And boy, do I think is he a hypocrite because we're going to get to that in a second because the difference between, oh, my goodness, you know, January 6th and look at President Trump and all of this. And then here he is yesterday in the press conference saying, well, we don't trust the Democrats. We don't I mean, we don't trust the Republicans. We don't necessarily trust that if they don't pass election reform, voting reform, basically to federalize elections with the Democrats in control of it in the process. Well, if that doesn't pass, which it didn't, by the way, they did the vote, it didn't pass. If it doesn't, well, then we can't really trust the 2022 elections and future elections. He just blew a hole into any argument he has ever had about questioning the Republicans and President Trump on election integrity. He basically said, Anything goes that Republicans are willing to do anything to basically blow a hole through the integrity of American election process. So I think he did extreme damage, not just to his impressions about Russia and Ukraine, but he also did, I think, extreme damage to American elections because it's like, okay, if they don't agree with us, well, then basically it's an illegitimate election. And that's what he was accusing Trump of. That's what he was accusing the Republicans of. It is so hypocritical and just, I think, so transparent that it's either my way or the highway. And things were so bad that they even had to get Tom Hanks to kind of weigh in and try to say, God, what a wonderful first year for President Joe Biden. Here is this sort of spin machine ad by the one and only Tom Hanks. From our toughest times, America has always built a brighter future. Yes, we are brave, brave enough to see the light and be the light we need to rebuild this country. We are strong. We are courageous. We are resilient. We are America, land of the brave. I've long said it's never been a good bet to bet against America. And that's more true today than ever. I've never been more optimistic about America's future. There's nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. And wow, what a contrast that is from President Joe Biden's speech on voting reform last week. Remember this? The consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis? or Bull Connor? Do you want to be the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. Wow. What a hypocrite in terms of his comments, because he was asked about them yesterday. And to the media's credit, because I think the media has given Joe Biden such a softball, everybody. But to the media's credit, When they started asking him questions about it, he didn't like that. Take a listen. Um, I want to play 17A first. I want to play. This is Joe Biden basically responding to those comments about Bull Connor. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills 
um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace, but you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. Unbelievable. Nasty scolding. And you just heard what he said the week before. It was clearly what he was saying about people who don't agree with their policy to federalize the elections, to basically open the door, no IDs for elections. There are a lot of people going, that's not the way we want to have integrity in the process. But Joe Biden has basically said that you are a racist if you don't agree with his policies. And then reporters pressed him on what are you saying also? Are you saying that maybe there may not be credibility to the next election if these plans that you want are not in place? And I couldn't believe that Joe Biden actually went there. Take a listen. A moment ago, you were asked whether or not you believed that we would have free and fair elections in 2022 if some of these state legislatures reformed their voting protocols. You said that it depends. Uh, do you do you think that they would in any way be illegitimate? Oh, yeah, I think it easily could be, be illegitimate. Imagine, imagine if, in fact, Trump has succeeded in convincing Pence to not count the votes. Uh, imagine I, if... In, in regards to 2022, sir, the midterm Oh, 2022. Election. I mean, uh, imagine if those uh, attempts to say that uh, the count was not legit. You have to recount it, and we're not going to count. We're going to discard the following votes. I mean, sure, it, 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 I'm not saying it's going to be legit. It's the increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is a direct proportion to us not being able to get these, these reforms passed. But I don't think you're going to see, you're not going to see me, and I don't think you're going to see the Democratic Party give up on can go, coming back at assuming that the attempt fails today. So if I don't get these reforms passed, that would be in proportion with basically what would be legitimate or not legitimate elections. He just said what he has accused President Trump and the Republican Party of. He said, oh, they questioned the integrity. Meanwhile, you've got Stacey Abrams in Atlanta, who still hasn't conceded the governor's race, even though she lost to Brian Kemp. She's running again now this time. But we're talking about the last time. And that's kind of discarded. You know, wait, 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 what do you mean? You clearly lost. And she hasn't conceded yet to this day of the last one. And now you have the sitting president of the United States saying the legitimacy of elections is in direct proportion if we can follow and pass these reforms. In other words, if we can't pass these reforms, I'm not going to say that the elections are legitimate. I mean, that is an unbelievable statement from the sitting president of the United States who has tried to call out President Trump at every turn and the Republicans at every turn. He just put a hole into the integrity of the American election process. And also any of his arguments, anytime he says, oh, the Republicans want to do that, you just play that clip over and over again. And he just said that I cannot count on them basically being legitimate if these measures are not put in place. 
So that to me, not only did he discredit American foreign policy and our position in the world and looking like a vision of strength, he just put a hole in our election process and any sort of integrity and strength in our election process. Like I can't bank on, you know, if we're going to do anything, if Russia does a minor incursion, I can't bank on if the elections are correct or not, if these measures that I want aren't put in place. I mean, how outrageous is that? It was so bad that today's show, Savannah Guthrie went back and forth today with Kamala Harris about that issue. And Kamala Harris got a little testy. Take a listen to this exchange. Again, this is not Fox News or Newsmax or One America News. This is today's show, Savannah Guthrie and Kamala Harris couldn't take the heat. To the point, though, because so those we bills have were clear, debated, and it's, but it's, yeah, the, the, the bills it's, were debated it's, it's, and they didn't pass. If so I may the, finish, the specific, if I may, if I may course, finish. But the specific question, if you don't mind, does he think now that these bills haven't been passed, that the 22 midterms won't be legitimate or fair or free? Let's not conflate issues. So what we are looking at and, and the topic of so much debate last night was that we as America cannot afford to allow this blatant erosion of our democracy and in particular the right of all Americans who are eligible to vote to have access to the ballot unfettered. That is the topic of the conversation and let's not be distracted by the political gamesmanship when what is truly at stake are, are, are issues like whether Americans with disability have the opportunity to vote by mail, whether a single parent has the opportunity with three kids in the back seat to vote by dropping off their ballot in a drop box instead of having to stand in line with those three kids for hours. These are the issues that are at stake. And the president laid a significant lot of... And, and, yeah. and pivotal issues in terms of our democracy. We had an extensive conversation about foreign policy, Savannah. Yeah, uh, well, I've met with... I've met with prime ministers and presidents from around the globe, both partners and allies of ours. Yeah, let me finish, Savannah. I mean, if you can't handle that question from Savannah Guthrie, why are you vice president? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Kevin in Boston. Kevin, what do you make of Kamala Harris trying to do cleanup on aisle seven for Joe Biden? Well, I love your... Your quips there last night from the train wreck to today cleaning up aisle seven. Thank you, Kevin. Thank and, you. Oh, uh, you have such a nice way about you. But let's. I'm I'm totally in contrast with you on a number of things. Don't lose me here. That first of all, the early signs of dementia and neurology. You do not have the mechanisms to recall or to use. Uh, uh, consequences, and you say what's on top of your mind. Which is what you, you also, think Joe Biden's uh, doing, right, Kevin? Is that what you think yeah. is happening? Uh, well, uh, for sure. As with the agility, right off the bat, that's another sign. Now, let's skip. This is where I have a little bit of a problem with my dearly loved uh, reader. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's hear it, Kev. There is no integrity. If we were to go back to 2020 elections, if you tally up all the votes of whether it be Donald Trump or this uh, uh, pretentious president we have, which is ungodly, deadly, dangerous, uh, that there's not that many registered voters in in America. So between the high court 
United States under John Roberts Jr., it's been such a disappointment. And until we start and change that, as with certain states that are doing so. Well, and Kevin, real, real quick, real quick, though. And, and Kev, Kev, hang on one second. Hang on. Real quick. Where I have a big issue um, in particular and I'm not going to get into the, the, you know, the, the numbers on 2020, but let me just at least hear from a political perspective. My jaw dropped that this president questioned the integrity of this process. You know, when this president has been clearly blasting President Trump at every turn, saying, oh, he claims that it was an illegitimate this, and he did exactly what he has criticized Trump for. I mean, that, that to me is hypocrisy, Kevin, real quick. Yeah, that's the game is to play spin daughter. But but you know what's sad, Kevin? But you know what's sad? But you know what's sad, Kev? And and I hear what you're saying. What's sad is you would like someone who if you're gonna call out somebody, you better have a clean slate yourself or better intentions yourself if you're gonna try to smear somebody with a comment, you know, for him to sit there and say, Oh, he keeps saying the election was stolen and da 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 now, he doesn't have that argument anymore because he's just saying that there could be stolen ones in the future if my policies don't go through. You know, like like the voter process isn't, doesn't have an integrity. You know, he just, he to me lost all sense of trying to look like the unifying president, the adult in the room. That's how he sold himself to us. And so far, we got sold a bill of goods. I'm going to continue with your calls on this after the break. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, everybody, in just about 10 minutes, we are going to have Olympian superstar Caitlyn Jenner here on the show and get Caitlyn's take on the NCAA coming down with their decision about transgender athletes competing in sports. There has been so many headlines about transgender athletes, particularly competing in women's sports. And being able to overtake the women, as we've been seeing in so many of the different categories when they're competing against them. I don't think it's fair. I want to hear your thoughts. And I can't wait to hear what Caitlyn Jenner has to say about it. Uh, The Great Olympian is coming up in just about 10 minutes or so here on the show. You do not want to miss that. Meantime, we are talking about the election integrity question that now Joe Biden opened the door by his comments yesterday. And today, Kamala Harris was trying to clean it up. Take a listen to the back and forth on the Today Show. You have a 50-50 tie in the United States Senate, as you are well aware. Did the administration fail to temper its initiatives to meet political reality? In other words, should you have been more willing to compromise to try to get all Democrats on board? These initiatives failed because Democrats weren't united, let alone Republicans. Was that an error as you look back on this year? Well, when I look back on this year, I think about things like the bipartisan infrastructure law. Um, administrations, both Democrat and Republican, have tried for years. Well, doesn't that show Republicans were do, willing to help if the, if the initiatives were good? But they, they, 
tried for years to do what the American people want. And what the American people know is not an issue that be, should be thought of through a political lens. And let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Lisa in Manhattan, what did you make of Joe Biden? Oh, forget it. Uh, the new insurrection date is January 19, 2022. We agree with Mark Levin. This is the insurrections led by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Republicans must be out there. He incited violence to saying that if he doesn't win, if Democrats lose the House, November 2022, it's rigged, and it's, they cheated. Uh, it is interesting. You know, Lisa, it's, it's really interesting because you're right. He opened the door to questions about the elections. There's so many issues. And when we come back, Caitlyn Jenner on transgender athletes. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes, during its meeting this month, the Wyerton West Virginia Council and its mayor, Harold Miller, honored the life and service of its courageous resident, Paul Christian. Christian is now 97 years old, enlisted in the U.S. Air Force when he was just age 19, serving from 1943 to 46, and also earning the rank of corporal during his career. He was stationed in Burma and Bombay, and he earned numerous awards for his courage. And it's so great to see the heroes that are still among us from the greatest generation being recognized for their service. Well, coming up in just a few seconds, we are going to have the great Olympian Caitlyn Jenner here on the show to get her take because there has been a lot of headlines, particularly in the last few hours with the decision coming down from the NCAA where they were asked, what are you going to do with transgender athletes in sports? And there have been so many headlines of late, particularly transgender athletes who are now competing in the women's categories, particularly swimmers and others where they've been beating the women. You know, do they get an unfair advantage? I believe they do. Um, I believe we have to maybe find a special category or do something for them. But I also think we have to be sensitive, particularly to women that are competing against them. I just think there's no way women are going to be able to beat them. I think about even like the marathon here. The guys always beat the gals. The first runner always comes in so much further just because they are physically able to beat the women. And that's happening in so many sports. And today, the NCAA essentially came down with the decision, which I call a punt. They basically said there will be a sport-by-sport approach for transgender athletes, a sport-by-sport approach for transgenders. So basically, each sport can kind of decide and kind of look at it. They'll also do testosterone level training and checking and monitoring. But a lot of people are saying, They are acquiescing to the woke culture. First, I want you to hear this is transgender athlete Rook Campbell talking about the problems and the issues and the perceptions of transgenders. When describing trans athletes, the media gets a lot of stuff wrong. 
Um, they get some things right, but they tend to fixate on transition and hormones. Transition might be a moment in time, but gender identity is not a moment in time. When the media focuses on this moment, it's almost like they want to narrate and have this before gender and this after gender all plotted on this medical space. And that's really not most people's lived experience. Well, Cleta Mitchell, Chelsea Mitchell, who is a runner at the Canton High School in Connecticut, says that this has been so difficult for her that she feels that she has often been, you know, just over dominated by transgender athletes. She does not feel it is fair to have a guy running in her category, somebody who was a guy and is now a girl has done that transition. Doesn't matter if they've tested the different testosterone levels. It's just a physical disadvantage for young girls. And she says she has experienced it firsthand. And here's what she had to say, especially about the NCAA, basically punting, basically saying, well, each sport can do what it pleases. What do you think? Do these rules address your concerns? You're now a college athlete. You filed that lawsuit, lawsuit when you were competing, competing in high school. Do they go far enough? Does this satisfy you? No, it doesn't. It's really disappointing. Um, you know, in high school, I raced against transgender athletes all four years of my high school career, and I lost four state championships, two All New England awards, and countless other opportunities to advance and compete. And it's really disappointing that the NCAA didn't take this opportunity to stand up and protect women and girls. You know, and I put the breakdown of the, the new policy up on the screen. And joining us now to talk about all of this is Olympic gold medalist, Caitlin Jenner. Caitlin, great to have you here on the show. It is my pleasure, Rita. I always love talking to you. And you know, I'm a native. You're out of New York. I grew up in Westchester County. That's right. I was right. born in Stowe Hospital. I grew up in, mostly in Terrytown. Uh, went to Sleepy Hollow High School through my junior year and then moved up to Newtown, Connecticut, my last two years of high school. But this is my old stomping grounds. Well, we love you here. The whole country loves you. And I'm so glad to have your perspective, you know, Caitlin, because I think about this decision from the NCAA, I feel like it was a punt. What was your reaction? Yeah, they kicked the can down the road. Um, They didn't want to take responsibility. And to be honest with you, um, that's very disappointing. I have said from the beginning, uh, uh, Leah Thomas, I hope nothing but the best for her. You know, uh, transitioning and suffering from gender dysphoria is an extraordinarily, extraordinarily difficult thing. I, I know I've suffered with it my entire life, you know, and every journey is different. And I want her to be happy, and I just hope nothing but the best for her. And I, all the things that go along with transitioning, I hope she enjoys. But when it comes to this decision and what she's doing uh, in the swimming pool, honestly, two things. One, it's bad publicity for the trans community. Number one, it doesn't help us. It's very negative. Um, And, you know, the second thing is it's bad for women's sports. I'm out to protect women's sports, number one, okay? I mean, they women have worked so hard over the last 30, 40 years to establish an even playing field with Title IX back in the 80s. I know Donna Deverona is a good friend of mine. 
I remember her back in the 80s working this Title IX and Title IX, and we would talk about it, and it went through, and we have more equality in sports uh, because of it. And it was a good thing. Yep. And now now all of a sudden, everything's turning around, you know? Um, Leah Thomas, I mean, I respect her as a human being, but what what she's doing uh, to women's sports is is just not good. It's it's not fair. I mean, she went through male puberty. Okay, she's got you know just a couple of years ago she was on the men's team. She's got a bigger cardiovascular system, respiratory system, bigger hands, can swim faster than the girls. No matter how many hormone depressants you're on, after you've gone through male puberty, it's it's a whole different deal. And so um, it's, it's just not fair. And we live in this woke world, Rita. Are you, um, are, am I right? Yeah, that, well, that's, every- that's what I was about to ask you. Is this all about sort of just woke, you know, just everybody trying to be so PC, but not thinking about, you know, young girls or women of all ages, really, in sports? Yeah, that have trained in track and field or trained in swimming for years and years and years. And here comes this trans girl who just transitioned and is just kicking their butt. Um, And at Pennsylvania, I've heard some of the comments of some of the girls on the swimming team. And they're saying, you know, oh, this is good. And we have to, you know, the very woke answer. To be honest with you, no, it's not good. Okay, it's not good for women's sports. And I guarantee you, every one of them down in their little soul, they're thinking, oh, my God, I've worked my entire life to get here. And then this happens, you know, but publicly she has to be so woke, you know, and um, I'm here to fight for I'm here to fight for women's sports to be fair and a fair playing field. and, And that's it. So where do we go from here, Caitlin? You know, it's interesting. You brought up Donna Deverona. She made a comment saying, like, maybe there's a place for everybody. How how do we find this place? It's very complicated. I don't know if we can find a place, to be honest with you. There's not – we're talking about, I mean, trans athletes. There's very few of them, okay? There's a handful. And swimming – there's one of them that actually transitioned the other direction from female to male. Right. Um, yeah, but um, those are the only two I know about. Um, we're talking about one person, you know, changing all of women's sports. It's and it's it's not fair, you know. And I don't know if we can find a solution. Um, uh, I wish Leah Thomas the best, you know, but I, I feel like she's doing a disservice to women's sports, she's doing a disservice to the trans community with all this publicity. So, um, you know, I hope for the best. And I don't know if we can find a solution. You know, the Olympic Committee has been dealing with this issue. The International Olympic Committee has been dealing with this issue forever. You know, I remember back when I was competing, um, back in the 70s, um, the, all the women had to take a saliva test before they can compete to check their DNA. Right. And now they're checking for testosterone levels. Yes. And I mean, back then, the testing procedure, although we're tested, I was tested back way back when and and they're tested. But, you know, the East Germans swimmers, remember them? And back in the 70s and early 80s, I mean, God, these girls were just huge. I was in here's one. 
I was in the weight room in 1976 doing my last lifting workout of my career. And it's a high quality, a lot of weight, reps of one, and this East German discus thrower, okay, woman, comes in. And she outlifted me so bad it was a joke. I mean, this girl was so ridiculously strong, you know? And I'm thought to myself, hey, I, I got to win the games in five days. I think I want to, I'm done. I got to get out of this weight room, you know? Right. The, the, the women are lifting. But that's what the Olympic International Olympic Committee has been dealing with for years and years and years. And they've done a lot of studies on it. But right now, you know, with the NCAA, and that's obviously the topic we're talking about right now, um, they kicked the can down the road. Um, your testosterone depressants, okay, that you take for a year to be able to be eligible, okay, is just not enough. It's obviously not working. This Leah Thomas is beating the girls by two laps, you know? It's an astounding. Pool. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously... This is not working. I wish the NCA would have said, stop, hold it, back up. We have to really evaluate all of this because the NCAA should be protecting women's sports, not just being woke and protecting this one athlete that's out there. No, I think a lot of people agree with you, Caitlin. I agree with you. I think it's, it's trying to appease to a very, very, very small minority. Caitlin, we love you. It's great to have you back here on the show and you're welcome anytime. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Hopefully you get to California, maybe a golf game. I would love it, but you're a really good golfer, so I might have to cheat, okay? <laughs> well, that's quite all right. That's all right. I don't even keep score. We don't keep score. We just enjoy the day. Oh, good. Then I will play golf with you if that's the, if that's the standard. <laughs> that's the way I play, yes. I'm not competitive at all, yes. Wonderful to have you on here, Caitlin. We love you. Thank you for being with us. The great Caitlin Jenner. Thank you. And what do you think, you guys? You're hearing Caitlin Jenner's thoughts. Um, there are people, by the way, there's a number of sports organizations, including the College Swimming and Diving Coaching Association. They came out saying that they felt the NCAA missed an opportunity to lead. They actually wanted the NCAA to create a policy for transgender participation. There's a lot of emotions out there on this issue. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ken in Scarsdale. Ken, you're here on the Rita Cosby show. What do you think about transgender athletes, particularly, you know, competing, especially as we're hearing in women's sports? I thought Caitlyn Jenner made some terrific points. I completely agree, Rita, and it's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. You too, Ken. You too. Thank you. Thank you. So my my problem is I have two daughters that play competitive softball. And for you to tell me that a transgender man who turned into a woman will compete against them i'm completely against it the simple solution is it's it's so easy it's it's beyond belief that nobody can think of it men against men women against women transgender against transgender you know i agree with you 
like create a category. You know, the problem is right now, as Caitlyn Jenner just pointed out, there aren't that many athletes, at least of the ones that are making headlines. You know, we've heard, you know, of the swimmer, you know, we've heard of, you know, Leah Thomas, that's the one from University of Pennsylvania, um, who's now swimming in the women's and, and kicking the women's butt, you know, all of that. Um, but there aren't that many. But that's what I think you're right. I think create a a separate category um, where they can compete against each other because I really think women and, and women have made it so far in sports and this just sets them back tremendously. And, and my heart breaks for like somebody who has daughters, like your daughters competing against somebody like that. They just will get beaten every time and it's not fair. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Create a whole separate category. What do you think, everybody? Uh, I agree with Ken. Do you agree with Ken? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And everybody, by the way, tomorrow night on the show, we are going to talk about an explosive story, an expose that came out showing that illegal immigrants can use arrest warrants as ID for TSA. Can you believe this? That they are able to use it if they don't have actual identification. Hey, my arrest warrant says who I am. Oh, yeah, come on on the plane. No problem. We're going to have the reporter who broke that story here on the Rita Cosby Show tomorrow night. It is stunning. And another example of sort of allowing illegal immigrants. Yeah, no problem. The arrest warrant. Doesn't this say who I am? Isn't this great? Boy, are we all out of whack. Well, we have been talking about transgender athletes being able to compete, and particularly in the case in female sports, the NCAA basically punted today. They basically made a decision in the last 24 hours saying that each sport will be looked at sort of in a case-by-case basis based on what the sport decides. Uh, sounds like it made it a lot of people not happy who wanted them to go further and allow transgender athletes in and made a lot of other people frustrated that they didn't say, listen, just create a separate category for transgender athletes. That's the way I think it should go. Well, Michael Phelps, the great Olympic swimmer, said, you know what, adding men into female sports, guys who have testosterone into female sports, is like doping. Take a listen. I'll say, you know, I, I can talk from a standpoint of, of doping. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've competed in a clean field in my entire career. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this leads back to the organizing committees again um, because it has to be a level playing field. I think that's something that, that we all need. And the attorney for a high school athlete, Chelsea Mitchell, who's a runner in Connecticut, was very upset that the NCAA didn't put a harder line and say transgender athletes should not compete in female sports. The trans athletes are now required to document sport-specific testosterone levels before championship selections. So, Kristen, you go back to the point that they have said they have to go through the hormone treatment, years of it, as Leah Thomas did, and prove it. So why is that not enough? Well, they're saying that essentially they're going to make no decision and defer to other governing bodies. And there isn't one U.S. governing body that has stood up for women. There's no amount of hormone suppressants 
that can overcome the physical advantages that a man has over a woman. The NCAA should be ashamed of themselves today, and they have violated their legal obligations they have to student female athletes. Wow, very strong language. But the University of Pennsylvania, which has Leah Thomas, this is the transgender swimmer at University of Pennsylvania, basically they were in support of her and saying they're going to work with her and try to figure out ways that she can participate in swimming and diving championship. A lot of people are not happy with that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Elena in Teaneck, New Jersey. Elena, what do you think about transgender athletes, particularly those competing in female sports now. Um, uh, Elena, you just heard probably, I'm sure, from yes. uh, Caitlyn Jenner. And I thought, you know, Caitlyn, um, I thought, gave some really great answers and perspectives where she said, you know what, it's not fair. It's kind of NCAA going woke, if you will, you know, trying to appease a small group because she recognizes that there is a huge advantage for those transgender athletes, especially against young women who've tried to make strides. Well, Rita, I have two positions. First of all, I think that the whole transgender situation is an experimental situation. There is no conclusive definites. It's all in a stage of flux. Do you think, and, do you think real quick, Elena, that, that women, there's no way that they're basically ever going to be able to win if they have a transgender athlete, you know, in that, their category? I believe so, and I believe there should be a separate category for transgender because I believe transgender athletes swimming with women is very prejudicial against women. I agree. Elena, well put. I absolutely agree. I think there should be a separate category. Respect everybody, but separate categories. It's great being with you guys tonight. Have a great evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow here on The Rita Cosby Show. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.